Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmacross Credit Union, where dreaming of warmer climates becomes a reality with a Cartmacross Credit Union holiday loan. O'Neill Street, Cartmacross or cartmacrosscu.ie. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The Renault Selection Used Car Event is now on. If you want to save thousands, check out this month's offers, including low APR finance, two years warranty and roadside assistance. Terms and conditions apply. Ah, the bank holiday weekends, don't we all love them? Four-day weeks. I wish it was every week, but there's so many at this time of the year with Easter, May and June coming up. Hope you had a lovely one. Weather wasn't too bad, and it's great to have you with us this afternoon for a brand new week of late lunch. Let me tell you, we're going to tell you this a little bit later on. You have to stay with us. Would you like to win a car? We have a Renault Clio up for grabs on late lunch. And we're going to tell you all about it today. Thanks to our show sponsors, Blackstone Motors. You're going to hear about that. You have to be with us after three o'clock to find out all the details and how you can win it. Also on today's show, Emma O'Kane is popping in for a chat. She's the third of the O'Kanes I've chatted to in recent times. Mick McCarthy, the Irish manager, is with us. And of course, big games coming up for the international team in the near future. But first up today, I want to wind the clock back to January 24th this year. It's a day Marion Walsh will never forget. She was at the Lawrence Centre in Drogheda and feeling a little dizzy, she went for a cup of tea in Starbucks. What followed more or less did save her life. Marion is with me today, along with her husband, Joe, and the hero of the piece, Jonathan Fitzpatrick, is here as well. You're all very welcome to Late Lunch. Thank Thank you for joining me. Marion, can I just take you back to that day? You were feeling a little unwell. Had you been well in the run-up to your visit to the Lawrence Centre? No, I had woke up that morning with a very dizzy head and uh, I was, but my plan was I was going back to, up to the hospital because Joe was in, in Drogheda Hospital and yes. uh, I, as I said, a dizzy head and I felt I'll go to the shopping centre because right across from the shopping centre, the Lawrence Shopping Centre and get the, the cup of tea to see what it t- and I'd had a very bad headache okay. would take it away. So went to Starbucks you went it's there at Starbucks, the Lawrence Centre yeah. yeah. and when I went in there was a very young girl there serving and I couldn't get the words out of my mouth to ask her. I needed to get it to a toilet because I didn't want to get sick on the floor I felt I wanted to get sick and she realised what I was asking for. She opened the toilet and I went in and I was very very ill. Came out and she had the tea ready. You know she, she got the tea ready for me. Went to a table, sat down and then all of a sudden I just couldn't stop vomiting. It was just everywhere, all on me, clothes, everything. And um, I thought, because I had been in Drogheda Hospital with my husband, that I was after picking up the vomiting bug. Okay. You know, that's what I really thought yes. was wrong with me. 
until Jonathan arrived over behind me. Let him take up the story. <laughs> He's Jonathan. sitting here beside you. Jonathan, what do you recall of those moments? Uh, well, actually, I was just, I was brought to my attention. She was sitting right next to the staff door. I just said, that lady, that lady doesn't seem right. And she, I came over, I was going over and asked, and she just grabbed me by the arm and just said, I'm sorry, but I'm after just getting sick of myself. I'm so sorry. And I think I got some on your floor. And I said, oh my God, don't worry about it whatsoever. You can go use our, uh, uh, customer toilets um, there's an emergency cord in the bathroom it's going to set an awful if you need assistance it's going to set an alarm off in the entire store so I'm going to rush to come and give you a hand anything you need I'm going to be there so off Mary went and I cleaned up and I said I got her a glass of water I just put her tea aside and stuff like that and there I just like continued on working just thinking okay she's go- she knows to contact me straight away then five to ten minutes passed and I was just like her jacket's still there and her, and her cup of tea and water hasn't been touched I wonder is she okay so I just popped straight back into the bathroom and I just knocked on the door and I just went, uh, Marion, it's Johnny, it, I'm supervisor in Starbucks, Are you okay? And she was just, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'll be out in a minute. And then, as she said, she was out within probably 20 seconds, 30 seconds, she stepped back down. And then I just saw her, like, slouched. And I was just like, oh my God, this, this lady does not seem right. So I just went, I just went up and I just sat down beside her and I said, are you okay? And at this point, I don't know if you remember this, Marion, but there was no direct face-to-face contact was, as me, or, me and Marion are talking right now. It's just she was staring straight ahead. And then something came over. Like, I don't know I don't know what happened. I was talking to her. We were just talking about, like, you know, talking about Joe being in the hospital, making sure, just, like, chatting away. And she said a word. And to this day, I regret not knowing the word you said. But it had an S sound in it. And it just went, it just slurred. And now, this is where... I became nervous because I didn't want to ask someone, like, have you ever had a stroke before? Mm. Because right there went tunnel vision for me that if someone's slurring, they seem fine. And and she said, no, I never had a stroke before. And I said, do you mind just, like, looking at my face? Like, just give, give me good, uh, good eye contact. And I said, just smile for me. And she smiled. And, and, and not, not to scare you or anything, Marion, but, like, you get the biggest grin on one side of your face. It's like your face was split in half. And I was, like, saying... Like, can you lift your side? And she, uh, can you try harder? And she was like, "This is the biggest smile I can give." And I was just like, "Okay." And I said, "Not to worry or anything like that." I just popped into my manager, and I was just like, "Then, I think this lady's about to have a stroke. I need to call an ambulance now." So I went out. I grabbed my own personal phone and I rang nine nine nine. And the services, they were talking through it with me, and they were saying, "Have you like, have you performed fast?" And I was like, "Oh yes, fast." And I said, "The face." And then she, I said, Marion, could you lift your arms? And she, like, no joke. Like that. That's the One arm up and you couldn't move the other arm. Okay. And okay. Then so I that's F A S. And then uh, S was speech. I said, yes. the rhyming phrase, um, she sells seashells by the seashore. And you tried the first two syllables and you just said, I, I, I So that was another indicator. And I, just, I, I, said, I said, I need an ambulance here. ASAP. Time. Moving fast then. And you were on the move straight away. Can I ask you this? How come you, you know, just acted so brilliantly and, and, and that you sort of suspected and knew what you were doing? Have you ever encountered anything like this before in your um, life? My mother has a kind of similar experience okay. um, from previous, like going back many years ago. Like my mum, uh, she is a trained nurse and she growing up, mm. it was kind of like the most important thing to know about your well-being, people's other well-being and like being aware of like you know how like if someone is sick to know the signs. Yes. I remember when I was fifteen, I was told you need to get first aid. That mm. is the most important thing that you will use your entire life. 
So it is. And if if no one has used first aid before, just think of the song um, Bee Gees. What's that song? Stay alive. You know, ah ah ah. Chest compression, chest compression, chest compressions. Just keep doing it until ambulance arrive. And that's stuck in my head since then. With Marion, um, it was just like my mother went through a similar experience, hmm. and it just went literally brought. It was like going back in it, time. It came back to you, and I was just like, "This is not like grateful enough what I did for my mum." Same experience of what if I wasn't there at that time at that thing, she might not have been with us today. And okay. That was nearly seven years ago. Well, here's the thing. You were stayed with Marion and uh, the staff there, I know, were excellent as well. Did it feel long until the ambulance came? How quickly were they with you? Oh, it felt like a lifetime. Like I know, was, yeah. When you're in that scenario. Within five minutes. And, like, I got off the phone and said, we're sending an ambulance straight to you. And I was like, okay. And I sat with Marion and she said she was a little bit cold. And I threw her jacket over her shoulders and I was just chatting away to her. And then, oh, nowhere. The, just these two gentlemen came in. In they came. I was not a gentleman, a lady and a gentleman. Mm. And... I, I was like, okay, guys, I'm not going to get in your way. The professionals are here now. Like, we don't need a bunch of people crowding around her. Um, so I said, look, guys, if you need anything, if you need a help with anything, give me a shout. I'm here to help you. Just brilliant. What <laughs> speedy action, Marion? When you hear him describe there your hero, yeah. as oh, he yeah. is, we're going to talk about that in a moment. <laughs> what he did and how he recognised the signs and acted so quickly. It was crucial that that oh, yeah. Yeah, happened. Was, Time was yeah. of the essence, wasn't it? The essence, yeah. You, do you, what do you when you hear him talk about it? Yeah. There, can you recall any of that? I can only recall not not at all. No, uh, and a lo- I, I lost a lot of memory with it, as well as with the ambulance. I don't remember the journey from. I remember coming out of star, you know, out of the building, being wheeled out on the trolley thing, and but I have no memory of the journey from in the ambulance to the hospital yes. whatsoever. Mm. You know, how long were so. you in hospital subsequently? Five weeks in Drogheda. In the specialised unit in, in the Lourdes a, Hospital. It's the stroke unit yes. and two weeks in Dundalk rehab. So a seven-week yeah. term yeah. followed that. Yeah. What did they say to you? How lucky Did they tell you they how lucky me, you were? Oh, yeah, they did. I remember there was a man on my right side, well, a doctor, not a doctor, and he whispered into my ear, you have a bleed to your brain. And I swear to God, I thought I was going to take a heart attack when he said that. What a fright. And I do remember him saying, you are so lucky, he said, if you hadn't got here in time, you wouldn't be here. And I do, I do now, now I'm nearly sure this is what he said to me, that they wouldn't be able to operate because it would kill me. And then the next words I heard him say was, "Make give the injection immediately. They have to give you an injection. You yes. Know? And I do remember you were saying there was the woman. I don't remember the woman on the, on the ambulance, in the ambulance, but I do remember a woman did come in to me before they took me out of, after the scan and she said she was the ambulance, off the ambulance. Okay. And she was checking to see was I okay, mm, you know. Mm. Yeah. And you have to go through then this rehabilitation yeah, process, yeah, but yeah. what a close one it was. Yeah, you know, those minutes made all, all yeah, the difference. Yeah. Um, Joe, you're welcome to the show. Your husband is here with us today to talk to us. Now, there's a real uh, coincidence here with you and what happened, isn't there, Joe? Tell us. Well, I I, <laughs> I was a, a patient uh, upstairs in the hospital while Marion was a patient downstairs. <laughs> so you were in? And I was in for a brain scan and she hopped in in front of me and took her up. <laughs> Took your place. Yeah. And you, yeah, you, I couldn't figure it out. I was sitting in the chair and they said someone else, there was a more emer- emergency <laughs> there. <laughs> You're not being done today. So, uh, And you were probably saying, well, bad scramps to that I, one I anyway. No, I knew nothing about it. I didn't know she was in at all. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why were you in? Tell us the story. I had an allergic reaction to a, a medication. I was on mm. painkillers for my niece. 
And the side effect of the painkillers was uh, involuntary muscle jerking, lack of sleep, uh, lack of uh, appetite, hallucinations. (laughs) 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 I think the pain in my knees was better. (laughs) But uh, when I was in emergency, I was was bending down and my daughter said, what are you doing? I said, I'm frying an egg, what do you think? <laughs> so that's, that's where that's I was. That's where you were. I was kneeling up on the trolley trying to grab flags or something. Mm. <laughs> so they told me now, I've only a sort of a half yeah. recollection. But you're sorted out and we're sorted out for that. I oh, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. in for long, no, yourself? Uh, nine or, no, it's 11 days. Was it? 11 so, days. And, and did you get out shortly after your good woman, Marion, was admitted, was that it? Oh no, she no. was admitted two days after me. Okay, yeah, alright. Yeah, you were yeah, yeah. using two days before me. Yeah. You were in there. But I was able to visit. Yeah, I could just walk down the that, yeah. that was a good thing for me too, because each morning I woke up, that was lovely what they do in Drogheda, they had a plaque on the wall, right? And on each, pa- pa- facing each bed, and it would say uh, good morning, give you your name, morning Mary and say and the date and what day it was and I thought that was brilliant because I knew when I'd woke up then I'm in another day I'm after getting another day you know and then Joe would be there yeah you know which was great but then when he went home it was awful because I was left now on my own you know yeah so you crossed over uh, for about nine days days. with with the two in how are you now I'm great I'm great. Are you fully recovered? Yeah. It's, it's, they told me it would be a long recovery, but I'm not sitting under it. I don't want to sit under it. I want no. to, you know, but as I, t- as I said out, out to the photographer, because I'm doing things too quick, I fell two days ago and ended back up in Drogheda Hospital yesterday. Got it, it fell and hit the radiator in the sitting room, you know. Marion, come on. I'm so unbelievable. Come on, Marion. You know? Joe, come on. Yeah, put the, yeah. the clampers on this one here. She has to take it handy and just do it one step at a yeah. time. But look, at I know everybody wants to be back to the yeah, 100% do, as yeah, soon as they yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Now, here, I have to tell you, and I'll describe this. You'll see the photos in the papers and that very shortly. You're both wearing these T-shirts. You, Marion, and let me read it for the listeners. It yeah. says, Jonathan, you are my hero. <laughs> And Jonathan, what does it say in your one? Uh, Jonathan, you are my hero. Thank you, Marion. <laughs> Thank you, Marion, on the bottom of yours. You got these made. Yeah, they were donated. My daughter has a, a a shop online and she makes these. And she came down last night with them to me. She made them for me. I think Especially amazing. for this oh, visit yes, today. Yeah, yeah, oh, she'd yeah, just have yeah, to have yeah. them on you, wouldn't you? It's called Mr and Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> but this Sorry, man no. is your hero. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. Well, well I, I wouldn't be here only for him, you know. I really wouldn't. Uh, uh, it's, it's, see the thing is Marion the day you popped in that time after um, your time in, away in hospital yeah. um, actually I wanted to thank you and I never actually spoke to you about this before yeah. and I've never actually spoke public about this but you popped in and you said something that resonated in my head throughout is um, it was the weekend before Mother's Day yeah. and that is the Friday actually and you turned and said life is for now yeah. right and I just remembered just getting on my break beforehand and I saw my mum and I was just telling her, I said, mum, I can't make it down this weekend. I know I promised you, but I can't really do it because work, things like that. Marion came in. I got a little bit emotional. And she got a little bit emotional. Time We kind of bounced off each other. It was really nice just to just catch up. And then I went, I just went, I sat down and I just remembered life is for living. I went, finished my shift, went straight to the train station, got a ticket f- from here to Conley, Conley to Longford. Rang my mother while I was in Longford. Oh, I was walking up to her door saying, I'm still sorry, things like that. Knocks on the door with a flowers and a box of roses. Lovely. And I said, that 
this is I'm here now for the weekend my shifts are covered we're spending Mother's Day together this year and the thing is solely Marion was the woman who turned around and said like stop everything your life is worth living and yeah. do everything now what a message that is for anybody listening today life yeah. is for now and the people in your life are your family oh, yeah. oh, your nearest and dearest yeah, Jonathan, you're a great son to do that yeah. for your mum. I'm sure she was thrilled when you opened that door. <laughs> she, she opened the door. Well, no, no, I, she opened the door because uh, I was on the phone to her while I was, while I was going, and she said, "That sounds like the old bill downstairs." And I was just like, "I was like, oh, you better go open it, like you know." And she opened it. And she was just like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> I was just like, be happy I'm here. <laughs> what a, look, this story just gets better and better all the time, doesn't it, when we hear about this? you Obviously, you're not a Drogheda man, and I know you've lived around the country. Yeah. How long are you living and working in Drogheda now? Uh, I've been working in Drogheda now for over a year, um, and I've been living here for just over, coming up to two years now in September. Mm. So. Now, you've moved a lot in, in your life and that. Any chance you're putting down roots anywhere soon? Uh, this place, Drogheda, 100%. I've never lived in, such like, my neighbours, the place where I'm living right now, I've never had neighbours who could get up, hurl abuse at you one minute and then love you the next minute. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it just feels like a family that's like that's extended throughout the entire town. Yes. So, like, I'm already looking at houses to buy. I'm having a family here. I'm, I'm even looking at schools. Like, I'm looking 10, 15 <laughs> years into the future, so... Marion, what do you say to him? You've, come on, here, before we finish up, we're going to finish up. What <laughs> do you say to Jonathan? He's a great young man. And uh, you know the way they put down a lot of the youth. And uh, like, there's not, not every young man or young girl are bad. You know what I mean? He's been absolutely wonderful. Mm. I really, I'm so grateful to him for what he's done for me. You know. Well, I'm going to do something here now on the airwaves. Uh, and I'm jumping the gun here. We have a competition going. Well, it's not a competition. It's a nomination process all year here on the station in conjunction with Home Instead Senior Care. It's for unsung heroes. And I'm going to do this unprecedented today. Jonathan Fitzpatrick, you are our unsung hero oh my God. for next yeah. month. How about that? That's great. You are our unsung hero. I want to nominate you. You are it. And we are going to give you the award for that month. And there's a dinner at the end of the year and a presentation will happen as well. Mm-hmm. But it's you this month for us. That's great. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations <laughs> to you. And Marion, just a little a little touch to to add on to all the thanks and everything. Yeah. Marvellous people. Do you want to say one quick thing before we go? I just want to thank Dorota Hospital for all they've done for me and Dundalk and the physiotherapist in Dundalk. Who were absolutely brilliant. brilliant. A brilliant man. What a, what a story. Marion and husband is with us here today. Joe, the Walshes, well done to you. And congratulations again to our unsung hero for next month, Jonathan Fitzpatrick. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you for having us. I'm with Mick McCarthy at the Knightsbrook Hotel in Mead this morning. And we're here, Mick, for a very special reason, because the FAI AGM and Festival of Football is coming here in July. It is. And myself and Colin Bell, the ladies... Uh, football team manager here to promote it uh, and it's great yeah I mean well I'm looking forward to it I'll be there in July um, but fabulous place here as well in the Knightsbrook it's great 38 clubs in Meath and the intention is to visit them all and incorporate them into this special week yeah and I believe it's is it 40 years old this year the, the league so it's something to celebrate uh, it'll be great I mean it's the fact that we're promoting football around the country as well as anything else but certainly here in Meath in July and I think it's great because we've got the seven, I was down at the 17s last night watching them they drew so they're still in that they've got Belgium to play the 19s are doing well uh, you know and thankfully we won our first two games so football's got a bit 
bit more of a smile on its face at the moment. It's been difficult, I suppose, in terms of being a football fan in Ireland in recent months because, yes, on the field, going really well and you've made a fantastic start. But all the headlines are about the off-the-field stuff. Does that affect you guys? Yeah, that's been sad. And I've been at pains to go into Abbottstown, into our training ground, our complex, and just make people aware that the good that they are doing, the coaches, the staff, the administration staff, all the people in there, that, hey, by the way, the FAI is still a really good associate. There's done a lot of good. I see the ground, I see the training ground and everything that goes on now, and all the teams and all the youngsters that are playing, the ladies who are playing. So there's still a lot to be proud of. But it has been tough for them because I think people have, you know, it's like, oh, oh, the FAI. Well, actually, there's more good than bad involved in it. And that's, that's my message I'm trying to say to the people, who, we that work for it, and keep your heads up and keep doing your jobs and they're doing it really well. Uh, but it has, yeah, it's been a little bit tough, I think, for uh, for people who've been working and certainly within the uh, within Abbottstown Complex. The start has been marvellous for you. That night in Gibraltar, you nicked the win there and then you won the second game as well. You sit top of the group. You have two games coming up shortly. You go to Denmark and then you have Gibraltar coming to Dublin. Two wins, I'm sure. That's the aim of the game, to go there. It'll be a tough one in Denmark. It will. Uh, well, this is what it's all about. And, and Michael Higgins said to me, going out at the uh, Sean Cox game, Celtic versus uh, Ireland, I uh, just met him and he just said to me, Mick, it's, it's football. That's what it's all about. And that is what it's all about. you know. And I hopefully that uh, the performance, certainly against Georgia, put a smile back on a few people's faces and I think it brought a few voices back despite the tennis ball I think what was great about that is that we scored at that time and if you see Glenn Whelan in that cap where he picked the ball up and threw the ball into the crowd I'm not saying he was going to shout and said but it was you know it was joy all round for the players and for the supporters as well so I'm glad we got off to a good start now we've got Denmark in Copenhagen listen that's a much tougher task than than the two that we've just played, and I'm not I'm not dismissing those because those were hard games that we both had. But we all know Denmark and Switzerland are the best two teams in the group. Can we upset them? Well, we've done it before. We did it when it was Yugoslavia and Croatia, and we did it when it was Portugal and Holland. So I'm anticipating we do it when it's Denmark and Switzerland. The search for a striker has been something that's been talked about a lot, and from you came in as well. You've had a, a few player issues, but to get somebody that'll consistently score goals, does that go on? And the other thing is, of course, Shane Long has hit a rich vein of form in the final games of the season. He has, yes. Shane's been... He's a long time, not, not scored many goals in the last couple of years. He's had a number of injuries. He came into the squad and he was injured. And then goes back, gets his chance. What's he got, four in five or something? He's, he's done really well. We'll know his ability. He's been a Premier League footballer probably for the last ten years, so he's got quality. We know he's got that. He's, he's a, a reputation of a, of a Premier League footballer that certainly, even if he doesn't score, he's a handful to play against. But I, I was looking at the last time when we came in. I got Alan Brown had scored 12 goals. I got Callum O'Dowd had got seven. I got Ronan Curtis who got eight. <laughs> None of them were fit. But uh, Scott Hogan came back, scored the goal that probably sealed it for Sheffield United uh, to get promoted. Uh, Callum Robinson's come back and scored. As we said, Shane Longers. David McGoldrick was brilliant in the games. And Sean Maguire, although he's not scored for a while, he has been playing at Preston pretty much most of the season since he's got all of his injuries. And we got goals from midfield in the last two games with Connor and Jeff Hendricks. So, look, it's things to be positive about. 
What's it been like coming back to the international scene for you? You've been here before, you've had the break, you've been deeply involved in club management across the water. Is it a big adjustment? Is it, is it a totally different thing to club management where your day-to-day hands-on? I think it's a bigger adjustment going back. If, if after this, I go back then to 46 games a season, if I'm in the Championship plus Cup games, you're doing 50-odd games, as opposed to 10 games in a year. That's that's the big adjustment now for me. I think I probably found it not hard, I've never found it hard, but different when I did it the first time, going from league management to only having probably ten games a year. And I was younger. I did it when I was thirty six. I'm sixty now. Maybe I can have a bit more perspective on life and I've got three grandkids that I get to see a bit more. So I'm enjoying that part of it. But nevertheless I'm still travelling back and forward and up in the country watching games and, and you know, that's uh, it's time-consuming, but it's brilliant, and I love it. But what I love more than anything is when we get together. You're scouting regularly. You're out watching players. You're just back from Holland from a game there as well. What about this pool of talent? You mentioned you were 36 when you were last here. You're 60 now. There's been a lot of changes in Irish football and the football scene, especially in England as well. Is the pool of Irish players as great as the previous time you were Irish manager? The pool of Irish players is the pool I have, and that. So my job is to make that as best as it possibly can be. If uh, and it's always it's always detrimental anyway to start talking about saying it's not as good as it was, but that, it comes and it's it's that's in uh, it's kind of cyclical. I think that players come and go, and somebody has a good squad of youth players that come through. Manchester United did it and won everything. They haven't seen any for a long time. You know, so we had this really good group of young players when I took the the, the squad the first time. When it, it was it, the word transition, but it was there was John Aldridge and Quinn, or Quinn stayed on and Kaz stayed on, but they're all in the letter. Ray Houghton, Andy Townsend, there's a lot retired and a lot I had to sort of ease out in a in a, in a way when when it got to the point new players. Like, then we get Damian Duff, Robbie King, Kev Kilban, Gary Breen, Ian Hart. Uh, Mark Kinsler, Matty Holland, you know, we had some blooming good players there. And what we did have is a couple of real stars, I would say, in, in Robbie and Duffer. Um, they stood out, they were, they were a shining light. Have we got any of them? I don't know, it's up to the players to to shine when they play. And you know what, in the last game against Georgia, they did. And, and that's that's my job to get the best out of what I have. I'll tell you, I've got good players, and over and above that, I've got really good characters and really good professionals and good people who want to do well for the country and enjoyed being in the last two games. The Premier League. You mentioned the players of your previous era, and all of those names played the trade in the top division in England. Today, it's more difficult. The clubs have wads of money. They buy players from all over the world. And Irish players, you don't see them popping up as regularly as in the past. Coming back home for a minute to the League of Ireland here, and you have players in your squad at the moment who've cut their teeth in the league and then moved across the way. Do you ever think about that, or is that not on your radar, about the League of Ireland here and the need to develop that league into the future. Well, you know, I've I've been out watching the games. Mm-hmm. The league around myself, Robbie, TC. We're trying to get around and watch the games, uh, and that's out of interest to see because I don't want somebody saying to me, "Oh, you have never seen such a body," and there are some I haven't seen, of course. Uh, but pretty much between us, we've seen them all. Uh, we all know that the best players will leave. 
to go to play in England or play somewhere else that is that well, they get paid more. Let's let's cut to the quick. It's not about you know is it a more competitive league? Yes, it is. But if they're going to go to the Championship or Premier League, they get paid vast amounts of money compared to what they will get paid here. And I've seen some of the games, and I think the standards improved considerably here. The way the teams play, the football that they play. Uh, I, I love the. Well, I did. I started. I love the start of the game of uh, of Rovers and Bows, which was great, great atmosphere. And then two players get sent off, kind of ruined the game. But the standard has definitely improved. But if you can stop the best players leaving, then it'll continue to improve and it'll thrive. But they're always going to leave because if you're in the second division in England, you'll go to play in the Championship. If in the first division you get to play in the Premier League, you'll leave. It's and you're never going to stop players. They want to. They want to improve. They want to impress. They want to have better careers. They want to earn the money. But the league here can continue to improve and hold a better quality of player if the clubs are better and there's more for them here at home. Absolutely, it's a no-brainer. And of course, the other thing is the uh, the facilities that they have. You know, I, I see the facilities that we have now with the FAI. The Aviva Stadium. I played in Lansdowne. I lost one competitive game in Lansdowne as a manager, and I love the place and I love playing there. But the Aviva Street's better, much, much better. Uh, the training ground. We didn't have a training ground. We used to beg, steal, and borrow from people, and it was dreadful. Now we've got Abbottstown, and it's fantastic. And I see Shamrock Rovers, the ground there that they've got, and I know Bows are developing theirs. They're going to get six. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Six or 8,000-seated stadium. So it's, it's being developed, it's being done better, but players have to have the facilities. They have to have a good training ground, they have to have good coaches, they have to be looked after, and that is a big part of it. You know, if, you, if you're training, you're putting your jumpers down for nets and you have to beg, steal and borrow for parks, they will want to move. Uh, but I see it, you see it being developed, and it's, it's far better than I was here when, when I was here 17, 18, 19, 20 years ago. Across the water, let's talk about the football there for a moment. I think of two of your previous clubs and the difference between both of them at this juncture Wolves with the big investment what a season first time in the Premier League in years and look what they've achieved and Ipswich Town falling to League One should I say at the moment it's a real contrast does it just sum it up Mick is it about money the investment in clubs and playing well Wolves were in the Premier League in 2012 and and that's I left February February 14th 2012 Valentine's Day it wasn't a very good one that one (laughs) (laughs) but uh, and they got relegated twice. They, went rele- they got relegated the, the, to the Championship and then went to the First Division. I mean, if I look at it, in, 
in terms of uh, Matt Doherty's development, that was probably the best thing for him, but not for Wolves, because he played them for two seasons, championship, and he's now a very good Premier League footballer. But it was devastating for Wolves. It, and it, it, didn't, it was only when uh, Forsen, I think it is, who own it now, uh, and they, they've had a number of managers, but until they got um, Nunos Peter Santos in, and all, I mean, the investment, they, they spent... 40 million in the championship or something. Some of their players were standout Premier League footballers and have been this year. <coughs> so they won it and they've done it. They've had a great season. I tipped them for top 10, but they're going to finish seventh. Uh, Ipswich is a completely different thing. That was, you know, there's no, not been a great deal of investment in it, although they spent more money this year on players than I think I spent in five years. Uh, but that pretty much was selling some of the ones I'd bought in, like. Wagon for a quarter of a million was sold for five million. Uh, Webster came in for about three quarters, went for three and a half. So they've, they've, they've got money back from those investments. I feel desperately sad for a lot of people at the club. Certainly, the uh, I mean, I had great support from Marcus Evans. Personally, we didn't have financially. Uh, for the staff, for the players that were there with me that worked so hard, we finished 12th last year. They were they're great lads. And then to be getting relegated and having 50-60% wage cuts that, that'll, that'll cut the positivity I think when they all come back next season so I feel desperately sad for them, the club's great and the majority of the fans were brilliant but the keyboard warriors and the ones that hounded me out for 18 months well, I said it before you know, they, uh, they got what they deserved I'm afraid What about this Premier League race? Just one game to go now and uh, City ahead just ahead of Liverpool. Liverpool have Wolves in Anfield the weekend and City go to Brighton, who are safe and sound at this stage. Is it City's title, Mick? Well, was it, was it your company you said they were nervous last night? <laughs> I did, I did. I said it when we were talking earlier on. I thought they were a little nervy till they got the goal. You're not kidding me, Sherlock. Are you? Well, I've got to say. Because they're nervous, it doesn't matter how good they are. I, I thought, against Burnley they were nervous. And I think Daichi had said, Daichi's a good mate of mine, and they were saying, stick it in the corner, which is what Daichi and me would have been saying against them if we if we won nil up. And it's just, as I said, I've said Alex said it, the, the squeaky bum time, you know. Uh, it really is. And I think Liverpool had it. They, they, they had it in the grasp of their hands. I thought, that were they, were they six points clear or four points? And then they drew two games. And then City went on and nailed a couple. Uh, <clears throat> that was their nervous period. And then Liverpool seems to have played with... I think when you're chasing, you're playing with a little bit more gay abandon than you are doing when you're, you're trying to fend people off. Uh, and I've seen that when you know if you drop out of the top six, suddenly it's all, well we're not in the top six, we've got to get back. If you're hanging on in the top six with the skin of your teeth, you're worried like hell. You don't play very well. You know, if I could analyse it and make it, if I could change that, I'd make billions, but I can't. So is it City's title? Yeah, they're going to Brighton on Sunday. Brighton have had a couple of good results. They've been a bit stoic and defended well. Had a, a good point against. Uh, Wolves away, Arsenal away. I don't see City letting it slip now, and it's it's sad for Liverpool. They've been a great, they've had a great season, finished with more points than ever. But City have just they've been better. Mick, listen, thanks for uh, joining us today on Late Lunch. Really do appreciate it. I wish you well, and I just have to tell listeners we were here in the Knightsbrook moving around, and the goodwill for Mick and the team is just fantastic. Some ladies there wishing you well with the games coming up. Good luck in Denmark and against Gibraltar. 
you're, you're right. Thank you for that. And you're right. I've had nothing but goodwill. It's been fabulous. And you're right. The, the lady that said to me, "Come up the stairs," and and, and not intrusive at all. Just look. I make the very best to look, and that that has been lovely. Uh, and we really appreciate it. So thank you. Yes, Mick McCarthy there speaking to me earlier today at the Knightsbrook Hotel, the FAI AGM. Uh, what an AGM that's going to be. It's the first AD AGM. You know, BCAD? AD after Delaney. Yes, the first AGM coming to Meath this summer in July and visits going on to all 38 clubs and, of course, 40 years of uh, the league as well being celebrated. So lots to look forward to in the Royal County soccer-wise this summer. A sum of money uh, has been found outside St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dundalk. Uh, if you've lost money in Dundalk Town, St. Patrick's Cathedral, you can give us a shout here at the station and we'll put you in touch. 0419832000 or 1850715958. The Royal Baby has arrived. Louise, have you a name for us yet? It's great news. Um, not yet, I don't think so, but I think top of the list is Alexander. That's with the bookies, is it? It is, yeah. They're tipping Alexander as favourite, followed by James and then Arthur. Oh, Arthur Guinness. Mm. Arthur and Spencer and Philip are also in there. And I think the least favourite name is Martin. <laughs> 25 to 1, yeah, Martin. You couldn't have a royal. And Jacob. You couldn't have a royal. Like, you couldn't have a royal called Martin. I thought they generally had to... Martin. Kind of Hello, Martin. It doesn't sound right, does it, to be royal to, you know, Philip. Charles. Yeah, but mm, you know, and he can't call him names. Prince Martin either because it's not guaranteed he has a, he will have a title. Um, I thought you had to name the babies after, like a name of a king gone by. No. Well, you see, this child is not going to ever get near the throne, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. Let's call a baby a baby here. Uh, it never. It'll never <laughs> get next or near because. You know, the other lad has the the heirs to the throne. That's that's done and dusted for many, many years. So it could be Dylan. Bob Be an Irish name maybe thrown in there, no? No. Maybe a bit of an American with Meghan Markle. Mm. You know, maybe they might pick something on... on, on, Chuck. (laughs) 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 Chucky, our law. (laughs) No? Anyway, I saw a lovely tweet. I saw a lovely tweet today. I have to read this. I, to, I think this is brilliant. A local wit, I'm sure it is. The only royal baby I'm interested in is the hypothetical one created from the DNA of Trevor Giles and Graham Garrity. <laughs> Conjured up in a lab deep under Park Talton that can kick freeze over from its own goals. Brilliant. <laughs> But he probably would have red hair. <laughs> I love it. Something in common with Harry. A lot of royal That's babies brilliant. needed. Uh, yes, for that me team. That's for sure, sure to get them back to where they once were. Um, yeah, but look, I'm sure they're overjoyed. It's a baby. Look at the fuss. Do you see the fuss about this? My God, that's carried. All the networks in America have gone mad about Niagara it. Niagara Falls was illuminated in blue. Was it? boy, yeah. Really? And it trees were planted it. in New Zealand. Yes, it just shows But they really went against protocol. They codded us. They codded everybody because the baby... First they said the baby was born early in the morning at home. Now we're hearing more that actually she went to hospital to be induced. Did you hear that? And then didn't they put out that she was in labour when in fact the baby had been already had born? Had been already born, yeah. yeah. I don't know what was going on. Anyway, they're trying to fox the social media brigade and the, the media in general and the journalists. Uh, well, they've done a good job. Anyway... Mm, they used Instagram. 
to announce it, <laughs> Did they, yeah. as opposed to you know the Royal the, the, well, the Buckingham the, Palace. The, Buckingham Palace coming out, but a little notice inside the railings, which is the traditional. But that's moving with the the communication times as well. You would have to say. Anyway, good luck to them, and we'll have a baby name shortly, and everyone mm-hmm. will be delighted about that. And life marches on. Anyway, just with a baby arriving. Anyone who's had a baby these days, we'll dedicate it all to you. Yes, it's Miss Diana Ross and Baby Love. Yeah, I suppose that's the appropriate song to play at this juncture on late lunch today. Is it too late to apologise? Anyway, Louise, moving on swiftly. What's that you have there about a food and Irish people you were telling me about? Yeah. Her.ie have brought out a list of 11 weird food combinations that Irish people consider completely normal. Like? But this is it. They are normal. Well, I think. For Irish people. Crisp sandwiches. Yep. Garlic cheesy chips. No bother. Rich tea and butter. You yeah. know the way you butter your digestives. Yeah. What's that? That's people take that as the normal. Uh, ham sandwiches with ketchup, bacon, and cabbage. That's listen. Come on. And that. banana sandwiches. Oh yeah. What about, what about banana sandwiches with strawberry jam? What I know that? somebody loves that. Really. Banana butter, banana squash the banana on on one slice and then layer it with strawberry Have you tried jam it? on top. And is it sweet now? Yeah. It's very I know sweet. somebody that used to eat sugar sandwiches. Well, when we were young, when we had very little, it was bread, butter and a little sprinkle of sugar on it. Really? Yeah. Was that it was, not And like, that was the norm when you were growing up when I was a child. Too sweet. Yeah, but that's, that was the little bit of sweetness you had. There was no biscuits, no cakes, no anything like that. So that's where you got your little bit of sweetness from. Here's one for you. I do like a packet of cheese and onion crisps. And what is my favourite drink? You know the way you like a drink with a packet of crisps? Do you mm-hmm. like to have a drink with crisps? Yeah, Coke. You know, it's hard to eat them on the road. What would you drink with crisps? Would you? Yeah. Or tea. Yeah. That's nice, yeah. Or a cup of tea, or as you said, the sandwich. I love a cup of cold milk and a packet of crisps. And how does that work? Like, what? why? Lovely. It's a great combination of a flavour. I just love it. Now, I mentioned it here, and everyone went, oh, no. I couldn't do that. But I think a cold glass of milk and a packet of cheese and onion. Anything funny in your food I knew, combinations? I knew somebody once who um, ate uh, ham and ice cream. You know the way like they got a slice of ham and they put a little bit of ice cream and rolled it up and ate ham and ice cream. Oh my God. That's a new one on me, to be honest. Have you any food yeah. foibles yourself? Uh, not really, but I know a few things that, you know, for a food connoisseur would annoy them, like um, brown sauce on fish, all fish. All fish. Yeah, I don't get the tartar sauces and all them. I just go brown sauce, red sauce and mayonnaise. And that's my three stables. Uh, Stew. Did you ever have stew with HP sauce on it? Or YR sauce? Or chef sauce? Which of them? YR. 
Why are on stew? Why are. Yeah, I see people love love that type of sauce, a brown sauce on a stew. Now maybe they're little quirky or weirdy ones they could have included in that list, but that list you're talking about, not at all. No, they're all normal. They're all normal. I would have so. said the rest of the world would have thought they were normal too. Yeah, I don't know where that's come from. But so you know yourself, every day there's a survey, every day there's a day to celebrate something. Oh, you know all this stuff yourself, mother of God. Any word on the child's name yet? No, mm, still yet, no, no baby name. But God, I think I'm they intrigued. said it'll be a few days, isn't it? All right, they're, they're not going to do it in the short term. Okay, so we still have no baby name for the royal baby, just in case you're hanging on every word we're saying to see if we have got anything for you. But you will be after three hanging on this, because listen to this on late lunch in conjunction with our show sponsors the wonderful Blackstone Motors they're in Drona, Cavan and they've a new garage in Dundalk and to celebrate Dundalk they're giving away a car a Renault Clio and you can win it on late lunch hear all about it after three Blackstone Motors are sponsors of Late Lunch and they've been with us for some time and we do appreciate them. And today on Late Lunch, they're back with us because their principals are here. Donald Waters and Noel Stewart are in the house and they're here for a very, very important reason, boys. It's good to see you again. Now, Noel, just before we start, I know you're under a little more pressure because, you know, there's a radio star sitting beside you here. You know, lose weight and feel great. I've a face for radio, I was told. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't he do well, Noel? Very well. Didn't he do brilliantly? And I I think Noel wants to do it next year. He, He was if you're sure contestant, he has a bit of a, a belly on him there, so he wants to do it next year. I'd, uh, I'm going to, you know, put him you up for it. You couldn't be up to this, Phil. He's put me on the spot already. Anyway, boys, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Thank you. you again for joining me. And we've talked, besides the, the show link as well, about your business over the years. Remind us again, and, and I have to think about this, when I met you fellas first, when you opened Drahada, when was that? How long ago was that, Noel? Um, 2007, Jerry. Actually, it was it was late 2007 and we, we moved into the site where originally and now we moved up there around 2000, late 2010. So and at that time, it's fair to say, the world was falling around us. <laughs> unbelievable, Jerry. I mean, we still have the story about, yeah. about uh, you know, walking to the forecourt and ringing on our mobile into the landline and Donald picks up the phone and I went, yep. Phones are working, just no customers. But uh, it was, yeah, it was a scary time. It was hard going, it was. But listen, you make your luck. You mm. But you'd really believe, Donald, you guys, that's one thing you always have. I, I think we had no option, to be honest with you, because we were mortgaged up to the hilt, you know. Uh, we uh, The both of us remortgaged our houses. And uh, we, ha- uh, uh, we had passion and we believed in what we believed in. Um, yeah, but listen, the people at Drada were very good to us. Uh, you know, we sold a lot of cars and they came back for servicing and, and so on and so on, which led to our expansion then into Cavan and now now into Dundalk. But yeah, no, uh, we had a, I think we had a passion. We had a lucky a few breaks along the way. But uh, yeah, but it was hard work as well. Both mm. of us were working six days a week, um, you know, uh, um, still, do. still do. And uh, and, uh, and, and and even if you look at Noel's kids, 21, 22, is a part of that time that you can't get back because we put all our hard work and everything into the into mm. the garage, you know. And that always sticks with me, you know, that guys put their homes on the line. Everything you had, you put into this business, you know, and yeah. it it's a big risk to take. No, I know, but I think you just look. I think you just have to have a bit of belief in, in what you're doing, mm. and 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 okay, a bit of belief in your own skill set and and what we can bring to to our customers look after our customers well. I mean, we pride ourselves on trying to look after our customers. We, you know, sometimes we get it wrong, but we'd like to admit that when we do get it wrong, we, we do admit that. But, you know, the majority of times we, 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 our, our sole aim is to, is to make sure we've got 
repeat custom and the only way you can do that is ensure that you've got a good sales team looking after customers and a good after sales team and we mm. pride ourselves on that really and I know do. you broke the ground with the technology you know I remember you in yeah. here showing me how mm. you sent all the details you know mails or messages or whatever to your customers with car service all that type of thing that always sticks with me as well but haven't you a great brand because Renault and Kajar now is a, one of the big ones there yeah. uh, it, it's a fantastic yeah um, we have the Renault brand and we have the Dacia brand Dacia as well yeah. and uh, both brands if you look at the market share and all you have to do is actually drive around to it and see the amount of captures Kajaras, Clios and stuff yes. like that you know um, it, it, it's a great it's, it's, it's great value for money the specification in, in the cars they have their own bank they're great financial products out there PCP 0% finance uh, great offers on the table as well um, but I think what's make, what makes us a little bit different is that we probably go whole hog and try and get the deal you, you know that we really if you come into Blackstone Motors we want to create um a journey uh, where basically where we we want your business you know we want you to come into us we want we want to look after you we want to sell your car we want to service your car and we want uh, we want all our customers to be happy you know that's what we're looking for here's a question for you uh, when you sell and for the first time to somebody a new car and that now that you've moved on these years from the start in 2007 out to 10 and where we are now 2019 is repeat business the key cornerstone absolutely yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, okay, so, like, all manufacturers will be looking at how to conquest new business, but but if you're not retaining your your existing customer, you're you're just dead in the water. I mean, like, and and it's very easy to sell a car once and then and then never see that customer again. The whole trick here is that our customers feel like they're valued and they'll come back to us and buy again and again. But the only way we can do that is by making sure we have a good after sales um, departments in place. Like we've got Tommy McPhail and most customers will, will know Tommy he's like the the lead singer or Led Zeppelin there he is but I mean like at the end of the <laughs> day is. at the end of the day you know, you know don't judge a book by its cover like he's he, he's he a great take, fella yeah he takes pride in making sure mm. customers are looking he was in here well. with us yeah, yeah. Yeah. With, with Tony Connon that's right yeah, yeah. But, but, but I think it's very important though even though we have tree guards now that you know that we don't lose value or we don't lose yeah. uh, scope of, 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 of where we are or, or, or who we are to a certain degree we're very down to earth we're always there's a, there's a glass box or or uh, there's an office in there myself and Noel would always be in there we're always you know if we're, if we're not in Drotter we're, 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 we're going to be in Dundalk so there's always a face there there's always there's always there's always going to be one of us there or kind of one of the management team there that, that people will know as yeah. well Now you're here today for a specific reason because Dundalk is your latest, latest venture to open and you've had your opening now and there's a big official opening uh, coming on the 30th of May and late lunch will be live from the uh, Dundalk Blackstone Motors on that day but to celebrate you're giving away a car Noel. Yeah. so what we've decided to do is we, we've decided we're going to we're going to launch Dundalk Blackstone Motors Dundalk um, by giving away a, a, a brand new Clio Renault Clio so worth about it's just under under 20,000 euros but 19,700 euros and anybody anybody can win this car listening today yeah, we, we sort of toyed with, uh, with the idea of, of okay well we A we want to get customers we want to get potential buyers in, in the Dundalk surrounding area to understand where, where our new dealership is but when we sort of sat down and had a good talk about it, we realised, well, you know, Drogheda has been good to us, um, Drogheda and the surrounding areas. And, and really, when we start to get into the conversation, County Loud has been really good to us. Yes. So what we want to do now is, is we actually want to open up to everybody in, in the County Loud. Now, OK, we can segregate Mead people, even though, you know, <laughs> the <laughs> weekend. Even though they're very or important, us sitting here today, uh, of, of course, of course, of course. Of course, of course. 50% and maybe even more of, of, of what we have in terms of the two counties. We 
love them all. We know that. But look, it doesn't exclude people because no, you're no, selling no, to me. Course, yeah, of course, hugely. Of course, I know yeah. this. But this is not complicated. Tell them what they have to do. So basically, to make an application for the for the draw to win a, a Renault Clio, just call into one of the Blackstone showrooms in either Drogheda or Dundalk. Um, there's a small little application form. I have it here. And it's going to be your, your name and your details. Um, you put the application form into the box and everyone that who... That is it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Simple. That's it. That is it, folks. There's no trick in this. It's a tiny little form here. Name, email, address, your contact number and a little tick to say that you can consent to use your, your yeah. details there. You fill it out, you pop it in the box in Blackstone in Dundalk. Where's the garage in Dundalk? It's in a relief road, uh, just opposite TKIT. And Drogheda, just to remind people... Drogheda is Newgrange Business Park. Okay, yeah, you, ca- you can't miss either. Uh, so you must call in. There's no... Th- th- no you're not obliged no to test drive, no nothing. Yeah, no, no. Jerry I was going to say uh, the the Dundalk side is actually opposite uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken for Donald, but since he's since he's uh, <laughs> oh lost no. a couple of stars, no, no, he, he doesn't whoa, need whoa, that anymore. You know? Don't even it's mention that KFC. To hear this. <laughs> look at him! Look at him! Oh, my body's in Temple now. He's not going back to that. Are you joking me? <laughs> I anyway, the form is simple, yeah. folks. That's the that's the idea. You just go into Drogheda Dundalk starting when today starts today yeah. starts today launched here on late lunch, and what we're going to do, the boys, they'll be back each Monday for the next three, three weeks, three weeks, and we're going to pick two, two names yeah. two finalists every, every out moment. of that we're bringing all the entries yeah, from the yeah. dog and draw to the studio here yeah. random draw and we're going to get an independent person yeah, to do the draw yeah, absolutely okay yeah, yeah. so there'll be two finalists selected next Monday the following and the one after that's six people will go forward to the final and the live show on the 30th of May from the new Blackstone in Dundalk where somebody will win a brand new Renault Clio and they're a classy week hour they really are absolutely gorgeous so that's it it's as simple as that so what you have to do now get cracking get into Blackstone in Dundalk into Blackstone in Drogheda and get your entries in now there will also be a web page a landing page there for all, all there is some kind of simple kind of um, little competition rules but nothing major to a certain degree over yeah. 18 and yeah. stuff like that as well they'll be, they'll be up on Facebook and also on a landing page on our website at blackstonemotors.ie and it's one entry per person yeah, we, we need to be fair about yeah, it so, yeah. so what, what will happen Jerry, is one, one entry one application one entry per person however um, every Monday all the the entries will, will be will be used okay so yes. it's not like it's a week by week no, process. no, yeah, no, no. Every, once you upload once you make an application you're in for the tree drop okay so you only have to go in once they don't yeah. in other words I hear what Noel saying yeah. they, they don't, don't cast yeah. you out after the yeah. first week they're retaining all the entries so once yeah. you enter once your name is in the hat each of the three Mondays Indeed. okay so that's very important to remember yeah. uh, as well and also you know people are working and busy during the week we wanted to say also you're open Saturday aren't yeah. you yeah. yeah from 10 o'clock to 4pm 4, uh, 4 in Dundalk and the same in Drogheda and the same in Drogheda so that gives people an opportunity on the Saturdays I only just often imagine in my mind what it'd be like to win a car it'd be amazing wouldn't it yeah. oh my god it yeah, must yeah. be one of the greatest feelings ever to just have your name pulled out and win that car yeah. it's a huge prize I, I, and I hope somebody uh, actually wins yeah, it that deserves it you know, yes. know what I mean? because yeah. sometimes you always hear these competitions and they don't want the car so <laughs> you know or whatever you know or they, they want the money instead or so that so so so, so in this case there's no cash uh, prize or terms the car is yours so so only actually come in and enter it if you want the car not yeah. if you you know that's, there will be you know. no negotiation we want to lay that down that's very important there is no cash alternative you take this car and yeah. do as you want with it then yourself it'll be registered in your name and you'll drive off with it into the sunset very happy indeed yeah. but if I wanted Cleo I wouldn't be doing that with it I'd just be driving it because it is so nice and looks so nice as well um, so there you are folks get into the garages Dundalk and Drogheda get your entries in and next Monday at the same time here we'll be back and we'll draw the first two finalists and two and two and then we'll have the six for that special show how's Dundalk going since you opened it's yeah. been a soft opening so far yeah 
yeah, the, listen to Doc has been great. I know that when I was actually uh, on uh, doing the transformation uh, that it, was, it kicked off, it, it, we're, we're very, very busy. Our, just to say our service department will uh, will be uh, will be open from Monday onwards or so with that, uh, as well as parts. We've, uh, we've had... Uh, uh, We've had a good few inquiries for our service department, but at this moment it will only open on Monday, as well as our parts department as well. we're selling uh, we have a huge selection of used cars there at the present moment with all the new uh, Renault brand uh, range and also the Dacia range there as well very clever clever listeners on late lunch do you know that they're what? very clever here's a question for you and it's a valid question okay. as well and it will clarify yeah. another rule of yeah, the competition yeah. somebody says if I won and had a big family could I upgrade and pay the difference yes, to another Renault model take that value and put it in yes. of course you can the boys are so good. Listen, they'll, yeah. they, you know, they they'll do it for you. So there you have it. If you in, want to do in, that, in fact, Jerry, that's exactly the kind of person we want to win. Exactly, because <laughs> they exactly. want a car, yeah, yeah. and we want to give a car to somebody yeah, who wants yeah, a car yeah, exactly, and yeah. say thank yeah. you to our to yeah. our customers. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I love it. I absolutely love it. Listen, it's a it's a great uh, competition. I want to say again, and well done to you. Congratulations thank to thank both you. you and your teams. Yeah. And, and come up to Dundalk and come into Toronto, buy a car, and you know, you know. <laughs> You wouldn't know that was a salesman, would you, Tall? Anyway, look, Noel and Donald, we're thrilled that you've come to us on Late Lunch on LMFM Radio Thanks to do this. And we're looking forward to each Monday to reveal the finalists. And then, of course, that big day, 30th of May from Blackstone, will be there. Get entering. Get in. Get your entries in the draw. And please, God, it might be you next Monday, boys, for the moment. Thank you so Thanks much for joining you. me thank on you, the show. That's a lot on Late Lunch this Tuesday afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Eddie's up next with The Drive. And we'll leave you in the company of America and horse with no name. No such thing as a horse when you're in brand new Renault Clear. You can leave them out to grass. See you tomorrow. FM Podcasts. Brought to you with Cart McCross Credit Union, where dreaming of warmer climates becomes a reality with a Cart McCross Credit Union holiday loan. O'Neill Street, Cart McCross or CartMcCrossCU.ie. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 